Welcome back everybody, this is Eric and Barry again from Moss Pawn and Gun and today we have a video concept, uh, another gun gripe that we're going to call Consistent Carry and the whole point of this video is we're going to lay out our uh, opinions and experiences that relate to everyday carry and the types of guns that are suitable and some that are not suitable for everyday carry and uh, basically our reasoning behind these choices and uh, hopefully we'll lay out some good arguments and maybe these points will be well taken you guys will learn something and maybe from your responses in the description box or uh, the comments section maybe we'll learn something as well that's right so well, Barry? What, well what we're going to discuss today is what guns would you carry on a daily basis now of course climate seasons and all um, figure into all that now you can take a little gun like this Smith & Wesson this is one of my favorite carry guns it's a hammerless smith. The, the new ones are rated for plus P ammunition. You can just drop this in your hip pocket or your front pocket or wherever you want to put this little gun. You can tuck it down your belt with a hip grip or whatever. But this is a gun that really you can carry with you everywhere you go. Now it is, this is, even this is pushing the limit. If you're in, if in summer attire and you wear tight jeans or t-shirts and stuff like this, you may have to wear this in an ankle holster. But the idea of all the whole idea of having a gun is to have a gun. First rule of a gunfight, bring a gun. This little 22 Magnum. This may not be the best gun in the world, but if it's the only one you got in your hand, it is. And this, I've seen, I have w personally witnessed a person killed with one of these. This is not a toy. This, not. this falls up and fits right in your pocket. You want to show them the little Beretta? Yeah, I actually have a lot of experience with the Beretta uh, tilt barrel, little autos like this, the 21As, Minxes, what have you. I'm a big fan of these pistols. Reason being is because it's a gun that, it, let's just face it, you know, there's some days where some of us just don't feel like carrying our gun. It happens to all of us. Uh, depending on the business you're going to be out to that day or how heavily you want to dress or what you're going to wear, sometimes a little tilt barrel, uh, tilt barrel auto in the pocket is a nice choice. Load it, put it in your pocket, and off you go. Uh, again, this kind of goes into the ballpark of any gun is better than nothing. Right. Now, with our video concept being consistent carry, one of the things we want to drive home is the fact that, you know, if you're going to carry, carry consistent. Now, that also means the manner that you carry, the uh, orientation that you carry, the way you draw. Uh, if you noticed, uh, myself and Chad did a video on uh, concealed carry. Uh, drawing and, and basically practice, attire. We kind of hashed some of these points out in that particular video series. It's four parts. We go over some drawing drills, uh, some rapid fire drills, holster drills, little basic things that can kind of help you develop muscle memory. And that's what this whole setup is basically about. It's about muscle memory. Um, carrying the same way every day and developing the muscle memory to where no matter what, if you're incapacitated to some degree, if you can't see, you can reach, grab the gun, you know where the controls are, you know where the gun's always going to be, and the condition that you carry that gun in. So all of those things are important. Um, in a gunfight, in a defensive uh, scenario, you're not going to have time to think if, oh, is it, did I put around in the chamber? Is the safety on or off? Is it in this holster? Is it in that holster? You know, you're not going to gain anything by carrying like, okay, one day I'm going to carry in my pocket. The other day I'm going to carry, you know, inside the waistband and the small of the back. One day I'm going to carry in a drop leg holster. The other day I'm going to carry in an ankle holster. You don't really gain anything by changing it up so much. you got to stick with something that works and practice with it. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, the little tilt barrel autos are a great option if you just want to throw a gun in your pocket and just to have some heat on you.
Now, I've also witnessed guys walking around. Uh, this is a burst of 380. Got a hammer drop safety. I've seen a lot of guys walking around with their magazine like that. They don't realize that they bump the button. I've seen a lot of guys, especially, I used to carry a Browning high power like that. And if you carry it real close to your side, some, you'll go to pull your gun out and when you shoot, the magazine falls out. But I've seen, I've seen that over and over and over. I've even seen police officers with a magazine hanging out of their Glock like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something you have to watch out about these automatics too. Now this gun is always ready. There's only one way to carry this hammerless gun. It's fully loaded and ready to go at all times. So all you have to do is pull it out and pull the trigger. That's, what, that's why people cling to revolvers. You better believe that. And they're still going to cling. A revolver will never go away because of its dependability and its simplicity. And I'll tell you, I grew up shooting revolvers. Uh, it was probably one of the first handheld guns uh, in terms of, you know, handgun that I was ever uh, introduced to. I, I grew up shooting Model 66, and I grew up uh, shooting the uh, uh, Colt uh, Lawman Mark III, which is basically a uh, cheaper version of the Python, which, of course, you know, the Colt Python's a wonderful gun. Uh, but I got where I could shoot that gun pretty good. Uh, revolvers really will give you a good amount of combat potential if you know how to use them. So again, it goes back to consistent carry. If you're going to carry a revolver, great. But make sure your master of arms on a revolver is impeccable. You have, uh, in, one, in some ways you have room for mistakes and then others you don't. Uh, a revolver is going to be slow to reload under stress. So again, muscle memory and knowing where your, your um, you know, speed loaders are if you're capable of doing a reload in combat. With speed loaders, with a revolver, more power to you. Most of us, you know, it's kind of one of those things. You don't have as much firepower, but it's very reliable. So, you know, that's a decision. It evens itself out. It does even out. Now, we, Eric and I was also discussing the big Desert Eagle pistols and things like the PLR-16. Sure. Now, these are fun guns. This is a great hunting weapon. This is a great gun to go target shooting with. It's fun to shoot. It's very accurate. This is a very well-made gun. But is it, is it for everyday carry? No, no way. There's no way the average person will carry that gun on a regular basis right. for defense, obviously. People I've known have bought a big gun before, a big, uh, even a 1911, a full weight 1911, they carry it for a while and they love it, and then all of a sudden they say, well, I don't know why I want to carry that big piece of iron today, so they go without it. Right. And like everything else in life, when you need it the most, you're, you're not going to have it. So That's right. this is a fun gun. Now, the PLR-16, Eric's going to explain that to you, but this is a wonderful self-defense weapon for your house. It's a great gun to carry in your truck or car. That's right, and, and one, of the, one of the things that I've always been an advocate of and a proponent for uh, with carry, you know, everyday carry, not only carrying on your person, but I believe in carrying a firearm in your car everywhere you go. Now, of course, uh, there's different uh, laws in different states, municipalities, what have you, local ordinances, whatnot, that may... Uh, prevent or you know regulate the way you carry a loaded gun in your car but here in Georgia the laws are relatively laid back with that sort of thing I like having a truck gun now here in Georgia anything like this is considered a pistol so this PLR 16 fires a rifle cartridge feeds from a regular AR-15 magazine but under state law this is considered a handgun so that means I can have this with a hundred round beta if I want loaded ready to go in, in my car, and it's considered a pistol. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, yeah, I know you guys saw the uh, review that I did on the M92 PAP, uh, the little 762 by 39 uh, AK pistol. I carry that thing in my car everywhere I go.
with like six mags because you just never know when you have to get out of trouble. And you see all these, um, you know, this is a touchy thing I'm bringing up, but you see these instances where police officers get killed in the line of duty, okay? They get shot, whatever happens to them, you know, something happens. You know, and I know here in Georgia we've had officers that have fallen that have, you know, died in gunfights, okay? And I hate to say it, it, it happens, people. I mean, our, our cops get hurt. They put their lives on the line every day for us, for you. And, uh, you know, those guys have a really tough job. But let's face it, you know, something like a truck gun, if a situation is going to get hairy, that's the whole idea of, like, the police officer having, a, say, a patrol rifle. Mm -hmm. Something that if they really feel like they need the extra firepower to have an M4, a small M4 that they can reach and grab, and they know that they've got that extra firepower. And when the bad guys are ruthless and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to play by the rules, that levels the playing field. And that's the whole point of a truck gun because you never know when you're going to see yourself in a situation where you need some real firepower that can, you know, a pistol that can shoot two or 300 yards with accuracy. Well, I know a lot of police officers on Clayton County, the police department, sheriff's department, and also Atlanta PD. And 99% of them advocate citizens having a gun. Absolutely. Uh, you can use, so yeah, this gun might be used by some evil person to take a whole life, but think of how many lives might be saved by, right. by a lawful individual with this gun. That's right. Uh, and you've got, you've got enough firepower here to handle just about any situation. That's right. Uh, but you know, that, and you, you should always pray that you don't have to right. use right. you know deadly force against someone, but you should always be prepared to in case you have to. Now, another gun that we had laid out is the Glock 26, which of course, if you guys watch any of my YouTube videos, me and Barry collectively, you know that we are a big fan of Glocks. I'm going to hold it against the white here, so hopefully you can see it a little bit. I know there's a little bit of uh, black contrast mm -hmm. against all these evil black guns on the counter right. here, but um, the Glock 26 is a great gun. It's a good everyday carry gun. It's something that is easy to carry consistently because there's very little mechanically that ha you have to do. You put around in the chamber, there's no safety, you know, the manual safety, okay? There's no bull crap to worry about. It's a great gun that's easy to carry, and I would recommend a Glock 26 to anyone. Mm -hmm. And okay. you have the option of your 33 round magazine if you of get course. in a tight spot. Of course. of course. Now, a friend of mine carries one of these in an ankle holster. He wears a type of trousers that has a, a loose cuffs on them where he can wear this but he keeps Glock 17 magazines for backup. If you've got to reload this gun, it takes no more movement to put a 17 round in there as it does a 10. Or a 33. Or a 33. And, uh, and I've always been a big proponent of those 33s. Right. The thing about when I carry one of these in my pocket, or I carry one of these in my pocket, or he carries this on his ankle, you can't leave it anywhere. You'd be surprised how many people leave guns in restrooms. Uh, you know, going there with your big 45 on and you lay it, you hang it on the coat hook or you lay it beside the toilet or whatever on the back of the commode and you do your business and you leave. Uh, I, I, uh, several cop buddies of mine have found several guns that have been reported left in Walmart restrooms and things like that and the owner's leaving them behind because they, they don't realize. But if you've got a gun you never have to take out of your pocket, you can't leave it behind. Very good points. Well taken. Um, I decided to, to get this gun out. This is a CZ-97BD. Uh, Great gun. Wonderful gun. But it is a full-size combat handgun. Full capacity, double stack, full-size frame, uh, full features, night sights. This is a wonderful gun. It's accurate. It's dependable. It's reliable. Is it a good combat weapon? Yes. Is it a good everyday carry weapon? Probably not. 
it's it's got some weight to it. It's got some bulk. Overall profile of it is almost the same damn size as the Desert Eagle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now this is a great gun. Uh, it's worth having a gun like this. Is it fun to take to the range? Is it accurate? Yes. But is it something that you're going to carry every day? And that's what you have to ask yourself with this video concept with consistent carry. Is it a consistent carry gun? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Great gun nonetheless. Uh, you're not going to want to go out to dinner with your wife and children with this on. You know, yeah. you're going to a steakhouse or someplace, a nice family restaurant, in which in Georgia we could be armed. That's right. But this this is not going to... This well, is not going to fit into the scenario. I have to say that my that my steakhouse or pizza place gun is a Glock 26. Glock 26. There's, there's not a place that I don't go on this green earth that's legal for me to be and have my Glock 26 on. If you compare the Glock to this Smith and Wesson, there's not much difference in them, really. For all practical purposes, uh, the Glock is actually thinner. You know, I'm tired on that because, you know, I love small revolvers. I can shoot small revolvers very well. They're, they're really accurate if you know how to shoot them properly. Um, so I'm torn there. Like, yeah, there's some days where I just feel like, you know what, I'm going to carry my revolver. I'm going to carry my airway or whatever. But then there's other days where I just feel like I want the ability to use high-capacity magazines in a Glock. And for a, a gun that's going to double as, yeah, Fresnod, and he knows, uh, you know, a gun that's going to double as an everyday carry gun, but then something that, let's say, going back to the concept of a vehicle gun, alright, something that in your vehicle you might have four or five 33 round Glock magazines, yeah. So, you know, and Fred here, show him Fred. Yeah, see, so Fred Fred carries his, uh, his 40, but he also carries a couple of uh, 22 round sticks. Right. So, I mean, hey. I mean, it's better what it have is. too much and not enough. That's right. Better have too much and not enough. So, it, but see, that's his carry model. That's how he carries. Everybody's different. That's what he's used to, and that's what he's trained towards. The concept of these also, this fully loaded holds twice as much as this one. So you got five and ten, and if you reload this with a 33 round magazine, you've already you've increased the capacity by six times. Right. Over six times the firepower. Once you put that 33 rounder in here. That's right. So basically, that's kind of our overview of what we feel uh, consistent carry involves. I mean, there's, it's, it's a whole giant pie with individual pieces that coincide with each other. You know, there, there's the training aspect, there's the, the, the condition of your carry aspect, there's the muscle memory aspect, and all of that comes down to your consistency, the amount of training you've received, and the amount of a practice that you take to heart with that training. Mm -hmm. So, you know, seek training and, uh, you know, that's one of the things I ask you. I mean, we, we try our best to promote safe and responsible everyday carry and all everything that we do, we try to promote gun ownership in a very positive manner. Uh, in the future, we're going to do some, several videos that are going to tie into this one. And I want to do, uh, get Eric to let me do a video that uh, is going to be Barry's carry history. I'm going to tell you the kind of guns that I have gone through over the years and what I carried. Now, I used to be a 1911 hardcore fan. 1911's about this size, full-size gun. I would carry that gun religiously. I didn't care how I had to carry it. I'd find a way to carry it. But this, this gun to me now is just a little too big. I, uh, uh, Glocks have spoiled me. They hold twice as many rounds, and they're lighter. They're more durable, uh, and I think they're more uh, dependable. So I've been I've been lured by the lightweight too.
but I've gone through a carry history. I've gone through German Lugers, Browning High Powers, all kinds of revolvers. I've carried about every gun there is. Uh, and, and, and since I've been carrying with the license of 1976. Well, that'll be a good video. Um, I haven't really been carrying a variety of guns over the years. Pretty much my main carry gun for as long as I can remember has been a Glock 26. I might be a little jaded and my little snooty in that aspect, maybe. I like my Glock 26. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's my carry gun. I have carried commander size 1911s before. Mm -hmm. It's a great gun. They're accurate. It's, it's a wonderful setup. But again, I'm kind of lured to the uh, lightweight uh, arena of the Glock. And uh, I think the Glock has a lot going for it. Yes, they are the most unisex-looking dang things in the world. Yes, they're ugly. But they are utilitarian items. It is a utilitarian gun. Right. And that, to me, is what draws me to them. Right. Well, uh, Gaston Glock was not a gun designer. He was a tool designer. This is a tool that shoots bullets. And it's right. a damn good one. That's right. Now, in the future, I want to do a video with Eric, too. We're going we're gonna to call it the Glock Controversy Laid to Rest. We're going to give you every reason why we love them, the reasons why we might not love parts of them or whatever. But we're going to do that, and then we're not going to be—we're not going to be on this Glock thing forever. But I'll tell you right now, Glock is the best gun to carry. I think so. Okay, that's my opinion. So, but anyway, uh, we appreciate you guys watching. We uh, hope you like the gun gripes. We like to keep these going, and uh, we have a lot more concepts in the pipeline. Yes, we do have more firearms facts on the way. I know that series has kind of dropped off a bit. We've been very busy with some big projects in the works that are really going to equate to some awesome things for you guys that you're going to be very happy with. Um, we do have just some cool things in the pipeline you guys are going to love. Uh, we're actually going out to the Piedmont, Alabama shoot tomorrow. If you're coming, come on out, shoot some guns. And, of course, we'll have plenty of footage from that trip. And uh, we appreciate you all watching and uh, hope you tune in uh, for our next videos. And hopefully Monday when Eric gets back or Tuesday we can do another video. We'll, we'll get back on the gun facts thing. We're going to start doing some down home type of sure. videos uh, that's going to have a lot of information that I think you're going to enjoy. Yep. So let's wrap it up for this week. Yep. And uh, y'all come back um, and see us. Definitely more gunsmithing stuff in the pipeline. Uh, we do um, want to keep the FAQ videos going. I know those kind of slowed down for a while. We have plenty of frequently asked questions, and we will make videos to address those questions. Just bear with us. All right. Y'all have a good evening now. Have a good. Bye-bye.